0: Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland,
1: uh, and this is Dimity out here in Denver. Coming off, uh, I have a sports hangover from this weekend. Sarah.
0: Oh, I sports know, Dim- Dimity, you were. It was just crazy what you had to do this weekend. Tell, clue the listeners in to what you had to put up with this well, weekend.
1: It's, it's it's funny because I you know all everything is rec league and what we're talking. We are not you know my kids are not.
0: On travel in, teams. In kind or... of
1: elite, you know, thing, whatever. But yes. Yeah, so our schedule was eight AM or not, me sorry, eight PM on Friday night. Amelia had a basketball game. My nine year old had her basketball game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say I it was we were sitting at dinner, um, was just sitting at dinner at like six and then, you know, just waiting and waiting and finally <laughs> about seven fifteen, I was like, I just, I don't know if I can do this. (laughs) I'm so tired. (laughs) And I goes I'll just take her. So, um, so Ben and I, uh, actually Ben, my other child, and I headed up and watched Monsters Inc. In, in our, in my bed. Oh, you uh, dodged. I dodged it.
0: You totally dodged it. Also, the the thing that I want to know is would Grant not have stepped, like, like, why was it automatically you? You had to take her to the we, game. We were
1: all going to go. We were oh, all
0: go. oh, I see. Okay, very yeah. good. Oh, that yeah, was going to yeah, be yeah. your Friday evening family outing thing.
1: Yeah, but mm-hmm. then you know, but then Ben is there, and I mean, you know, I mean, I've talked a lot about my early bedtimes, but I mean, it was also just you know for Ben too. I mean, for me to for my kids to go to bed at nine thirty is fairly late, and it oh. definitely. Ricochets through the house the even, next day. Even
0: for my European-esque children who like don't eat dinner until 7:15 or something. I mean, that's late to head out the door when it is fully dark to play an entire game. It's not like you're just like, oh, let's, you know, run get an ice cream cone. It's like, oh.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that was Friday night. And then she had to get up. Um, she had to be at warm-ups for this swim meet. Um, that at 7.50 when the swim meet was about half an hour away. So that means you got to get up, you know, an hour before that to pack everything and make sure you have enough food. Um, Here's the kicker though, about swim meets, um, you know, because it was like a, oh, whatever. There was a lot of teams there. I can't remember. Is that an invitational or I don't know. It wasn't just a, it wasn't just a dual meet, you Mm -hmm. know? So there was like six or seven teams there. And uh, so you get, you know, warm up lanes. Well, Mm -hmm. so, you know, they got, You know, her team drew the 750 warm up lane for, you know, for two lanes. The meet doesn't start until 910. So they warm up for 20 minutes and then they hop out (laughs) and, you know, and play video games and eat licorice and then they, you know, take their cold bodies back into the pool at nine, 10. I mean, it's like, really? So, uh, so that was, and then, but Ben had a, Ben had another basketball game at 10 or Ben had a basketball game at 10. So Grant took him to that. And then we were back at the pool on Sunday morning, um, for another meet or the second half of the meet. Um, well, fortunately we got the the late warm-up that morning, so it was 8.35. But But you were
0: still, weren't you at the pool for something like four hours each time?
1: Oh, oh, more than that. Swim meets are interminable, Sarah. (laughs) They are so... Long Grant was like, I think someone needs, swim meets need an editor is what he said. (laughs) I mean, because they're all, you know, I mean, so you've got nine, 10 boys swimming the hundred freestyle, you know, eight, eight heats of that. Then you've got nine, 10 girls swimming the hundred meter freestyle, 12 heats of that. And then you, you know, I mean, this was just the the meet on in the morning was just 12 and unders, you know, so, but a couple of, you know, a couple of the races are 200. Meter or yards long. And so that, I mean, that takes, you know, three or four minutes, depending upon the stroke and how fast the kid is swimming. You, and are, then,
0: you are so thankful I, they don't do like 1650s or something, you know, well like face them a mile. They,
1: they do do those, but they do those on Friday night, usually. At oh, so, the, mm-hmm. so the long distance stuff for the older kids is always on Friday night. And then the rest of the meet is a little bit shorter. But yeah, I mean, swim meets basically like, if you get if you can get out of there less than five or six hours it was a short meet <laughs> <laughs> and it's and it's a tour like a fire drill right because like you know so you sit you sit you sit and then it's like oh go you know go and so they swim you know i mean amelia swims she swam one two hundred so that took a three minutes, maybe. Um, <laughs> but you know, usually it's like, you know, somewhere between a minute and two minutes her her race, you know, now we're gonna sit for another 90 minutes, you know,
0: but also the, the kicker is, is that she can't even hear you or see you during the meet. So
1: well, it was funny. Is, and then I'll, I'll be done talking about this, because I realize it's not really that interesting. Um, but I mean, it was one that she was in a lane right next to the edge of the pool. And so I was kind of standing near the lifeguard stand. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, go poppers, go poppers. Poppers is my nickname for her. I'm like, go poppers. And I think it was a hundred meter backstroke actually. So she could see me four times. Uh And so afterwards I was like, poppers, did you see me? Wasn't that, did you see me yelling for you? I'm like, did you like that? She's like, no. Okay, well, I guess I'll just stay silent in the bleachers. There. I thought maybe you
0: were going to say that you got in trouble or something, like you got her DQ'd because you were like oh. offering assistance during
1: the meet. Oh no, 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 no! But I did have to say, and then, um, and then, uh, and then maybe we can talk a little bit about this. Is I mean, I, there are some parents where I'm like, oh my gosh, please don't let me be that parent, you know? <laughs> and I'm, I think it kind of bugs me because I could see myself going that way, but they get so obsessed you know and just yelling yelling and kick and touch the wall and grab the wall and do this and you know and going up to them and you know clocking their own times and videotaping every race and I'm wow. and I, you know I just really I mean part of me is like great I love that they're involved with their kids lives and part of me is like we are at a suburban swim meet in Denver for nine and ten year olds you know like this I mean I just wonder how much pressure the kid has you know I don't know. It's funny. I, I don't, I, that's, I don't, that's people's goodness, but I just feel that it's something that's a little intense for me.
0: I just don't see, but that I'm intrigued that you say that you worry that you could go in that direction. Cause I see that as like the anti-dimity that is like not the middle child from the Midwest, you know, <laughs> wanting to call attention to herself or her child.
1: Well, I, I wouldn't do that to that degree, but I, of course I want my kids to succeed, you know? Uh, and of course, I mean, Amelia's got one speed in the pool right now. Like, <laughs> You know, I'm like fine, like the last I was talking to a coach, you know, and at that last race, and we were really proud of her because she took like seven seconds off her time. See, this is a little bit like I get a little intense. Like I know that she took seven seconds off her mm-hmm. last time, and you know, but she just kind of goes. She's kind of like me as a runner, you know. I mean, I'm not super competitive, and it's like I have one speed that I really like to be in, and I don't like to go much faster than that. It's very uncomfortable and not interesting to me, you know, and so you can see her in the pool and all these other kids are just like, you know, motorboating along and, you know, creating wakes and really, you know, you can tell that they're racing. Uh-huh. And Amelia's just like, uh huh, uh-huh, just kind of looking around. And I mean, she, she hangs because she's tall and she's got a good stroke, but I'm like, God, if she could turn it up, man. Missy Franklin. You can <laughs> swim in Missy Franklin's way. Come on.
0: Because I do have to say, I don't think you'll ever brag about her. I think she is uh, she is a gifted swimmer. And, I mean, I am stunned by how fast she can swim.
1: Uh, yes, and I agree with that. I, I, she, she can definitely swim fast. But the reality is, I mean, at this meet, you know, mm-hmm. like I told you, it was like she swam in her 100-meter freestyle. She took seven seconds off. She swam 133. I'll put it out there because mm-hmm. she'll never listen to this. She <laughs> swam 133 for 100 IM. Uh, which is, you know, one stroke of butterfly, one, stro- one, one lap of butterfly, one lap of backstroke, one lap of breast, and one lap of freestyle. Yeah. And- okay. So it's like in heat four. I mean, there are, there were, you know, twenty four of the girls in the nine ten age group that swim faster than she does, and this is just one little slice of suburban Denver, like I said. And they were there are some very 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 fast kids. Oh. It's it's unbelievable to watch them.
0: And and I've and I've told you, Dimity, that you need to move to Oregon, and poppers will be the star of Oregon. <laughs> people who are involved in swimming here and having their kids swim here in Oregon., well, I've met families that like have moved here from Michigan. They're like, oh, yeah, our kids were kind of middle of the pack in Michigan. And here they're like winning all the medals because we just <laughs> there's not an emphasis on swimming here. And, and, and you were asking me the other day, like, Oh, you know, why don't you swim more? I'm like, Oh, we have the lamest pools here. I mean, you know, I could, I can probably tell you where there are more 20 yard pools than 25 yard pools where I think a 20 yard pool is basically useless.
1: Well, I I, I didn't know a 20 yard pool existed to be honest with you. Yeah, (laughs)
0: exactly. Other than like at a, at a hotel or something. (laughs) Exactly. exactly. So, um, Oh yeah, no, Lewis and Clark college, 20 yard pool. Oh
1: my
0: gosh, you're uh, kidding me. No. Oh my gosh. And then At college. Oh yeah. Oh, and then, oh my goodness. And then we went um, to Reed College. I think I might've talked about here on the podcast about taking the twins there for a visit. Cause that's, we um, sort of our joke that that's where Daphne will go. We can only dream and um Reed College. You would get the heebie jeebies. If you looked in the window, you know, it has this lovely large window next to the pool. And I'm like, yeah, like get some disinfectant. And I sw- I'd be surprised if that's a 20 yard pool at um, really? re- college. I mean, it, it was so dinky and dark and dank and like any other yucky D adjective I could think of.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Disgusting.
0: Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, so I say I say we move on to the the meat of our podcast. Um, you know, I'm not I'll save talking about my kids' sports for another day, because yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah. I feel like that was a little that was a little bit of a of, of a verbal vomit about <laughs> me swimming, and I apologize, but I promise more interesting content's gonna come.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we are uh, joined today by Sandy Borgman, who is a mother runner of three who lives in Glen Allen, Illinois, and she was the wonderful, gracious host of our house party um, last fall. Um, and saying that we should mention that we are having house parties in April in, uh, New Canaan, Connecticut and Montclair, New Jersey. So if you live near one of those places, email us at runmother at gmail.com. So, um, with like Connecticut house party or New Jersey house party in the subject line, and then we'll add you to the list. Um, but Sandy, um, back to Glen Ellen, She just has an amazing story. She uh, was diagnosed with MS about a decade ago, and since that time, she has run the World Marathon Majors, and um, it's a lofty title, and we will uh, let you find out from her what that is, so let's bring Sandy on. Thanks for joining us today, Sandy. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, so remind us the ages of
2: your kids. Um, Five, seven, and nine. Right, Right. Two girls and a boy. So nine is a girl, seven is a girl, and five is the little boy.
0: But as I recall, the five year old's taller than the seven year old, right?
2: That's right. Yes. Because they're the two extremes the (laughs) smallest seven year old and one of the biggest five year olds. And so. Very good. They look like twins.
0: Whereas my <laughs> twins don't look anything like twins. so <laughs> that's how it
2: works.
1: Yeah. Does a the, does the seven-year-old ever get, get bummed that he gets mistaken for a twin with a five-year-old?
2: It's actually the girl is the seven-year-old. Oh, the girl.
1: But, I'm sorry. Yes. You know
2: what? I think she kind of plays it because she's, you know, in second grade and weighs 35 pounds. <laughs> and she knows that's pretty cute. So I think she plays that a little bit. Uh-huh. That's sure. And yeah. She So most of the time she doesn't mind, except now she's kind of, sometimes she'll come out of school and say, mom, I'm the smallest person in my grade. And, you know, it's life, Ben. That's yeah, you say it, it
1: <laughs> takes all types. That's what I always say. You know, and my kids, they, they complain about being the, the biggest sometimes. And I'm just like, you know what? Everybody has something. And, and you know, and sometimes you can see it and sometimes you can't. So
2: you see um, it
1: when you're older. Exactly. Exactly. Well, so tell us about um, your running. Did you, Sarah seems to remember, I of course can't remember even what I ate for lunch yesterday, but um, did you start running in the last decade? Is that right? Or when when did you start running?
2: You know what? I think it was the year 2000, which seems like an eternity ago, um, that my husband and I, we were dating and we decided, let's do this half marathon for charity and get a Hawaii trip out of it. <laughs> we had just started dating, and it seemed like a great idea. Well, we didn't train and went to Hawaii, and then you realize that's a long way. Um, and then, I, you know, I just wasn't really interested in running. But, um, you know, a year later, we got married, and I was diagnosed with MS, and, you know, I kept thinking back when we did that half marathon and people were, you know, they had trained and they did well. I that maybe that's something I would want to do. So then, you know, I, I got pregnant six weeks after finding out I had MS. Wow. And Holy cow, I
1: was a little bit of a roller coaster there,
2: huh? Yeah. We had been married uh, six weeks when I found out I had MS. And six weeks after that, I was pregnant.
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: And so in the first three months of our marriage, you know, there were quite a few changes. And after I had my daughter, I, you know, I just wanted to lose weight and I wanted to try running. And because I, my health was so bad, I thought, well, I'll just do what I can do. Hmm. And the more I pushed, it just, you know, the miles added on and on. Hmm. And huh. I did my first... I call it real half marathon. <laughs> when my daughter was a year old, you know, one where I really tried, uh-huh. and um, and that was two thousand four. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, that's really when I started running. So it's been not more than ten years.
0: So, and wow. and what what has been the effect of running on your MS?
2: I think it's, you know, I, I'm I'm no doctor, but I am really feeling well right now and i'm doing things that i didn't think i would be doing you know 10 years after being diagnosed
1: Mm -hmm.
2: because when you're diagnosed you kind of see the research and the type of ms and with the amount of lesions i had on my brain it pretty much was well in about 10 to 15 years you'll see a decline you know slow slow decline is what most people see and with me i haven't seen that decline. It was more in the beginning, Mm -hmm. and I feel like the more I ran, the better I felt, Mm -hmm. and the symptoms have been further apart than they used to be, Mm -hmm. because I have relapsing remitting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, so, I mean, so do do you tell your doctors that you're a big runner? I mean, obviously, they must know, right?
2: They do. They know, and, you know, I... The last time I went to the doctor and I had some cognitive issues, um, those are really what plagued me the most. It's not the physical, it's the cognitive. And I, um, you know, kind of complained to the doctor and he was like, you're running marathons, you're okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't help when you still feel like you're functioning on one brain cell. <laughs> You
0: know? I, I think some of us might feel that way a lot of the time, <laughs> even without <laughs> the diagnosis.
2: Not ask, it's that I have three kids. Yeah.
0: yeah right. Exactly.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, I mean, because I know Sarah and I kind of had a conversation after we left um, your the house party that you so graciously hosted and did such an amazing job at. And we uh, were really just like, wow, you know, I mean, just the challenges that, I mean, I, you know, I, I had obviously never been in your shoes, but I feel like, you know, you when you get a diagnosis like that you have a choice you have a choice that you're either going to see what you, you know see what you made of or kind of submit and you know and to um to just kick its ass basically is just really um really amazing to me and inspiring and you know speaks to your strength and your attitude and I just I'm very impressed by that.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh thanks. And you know what I find the more and, and one thing is when I was diagnosed my husband has been so wonderful and he we walked out of the doctor's office again. We've been married six weeks. And I looked at him and I'm like, You got a lemon. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, we, he was kind of the kind, the kind of guy who just said, You get two days to feel sorry for yourself and then you move on. And I mean, it sounds harsh, but that's what I needed yeah, because sir. just curling up and saying, Oh, woe is me would be terrible. So he's kind of, you know, he definitely pushes me in that way, saying, yeah, it kind of stinks, but it is what it is, so move on. And I think that's helped me incredibly, just always remembering. And, And then you realize, I mean, I'm sure you talk to so many runners.
0: Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. BarkBoxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first BarkBox let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences, and now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love, for free, because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or twelve-month plans are available cancel any time. Free shipping in the continental US. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a six or twelve month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com slash AMR. That's Barkbox.com slash AMR. Woof. Thanks to Storyworth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a Storyworth subscription for someone you love And each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email, or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely, hardcover, keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted StoryWorth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit storyworth.com slash AMR when you subscribe. That's storyworth.com slash AMR.
2: Everybody's got an incredible story. Mm -hmm. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? If you really listen, like there are a lot of, I think the people who push themselves to do all these marathons, there's usually something really interesting
0: there. I was thinking that when I hopped in the car to come down here to record this podcast, I was thinking gosh, you know, like we could just have a different mother runner on every week who would have as an amazing story, you know, maybe more quietly amazing than yours, but still amazing in its own right. So, um,
2: exactly. I, I really, I just, and I've become more aware of it maybe now because people have asked me more about my MS and I, I am so open about it because mm-hmm. I, figure, you know, if I talk about it, then, you know, if you get that MS card in the mail that says give $20 you'll say oh you know what that's what Sandy has I want to give to that Mm -hmm. I just talk about it and be honest about it and now people are always saying you know my sister was just diagnosed and I told her about you and she feels a little better because it's not as scary Mm -hmm. sure Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like I've talked to a lot of you know other people that tell me their story and I'm like you know what yeah, you can, you can make it through some tough times. Right.
0: I think though, uh, you might be in a a very small minority of people who, when they, after they get the MS diagnosis or, or not, or just going on in their regular life, then decide to run the world marathon majors. So, so tell us about how you got that idea. Remind us what races are, you know, uh, make up the world majors and, and how you pick them off. Well,
2: it's funny. Well, I have, um, the, um, you know, good fortune to live in Chicago, which is one of the, uh, world marathon majors. So my first race, my first full marathon was in 2006 and I did Chicago. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I really just, I wasn't as, um, I guess as healthy as I am now. I still had a lot more issues with vertigo. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just said, I just want to do one one marathon and then I'll be good. And then I did that one. And then I would read about the world marathon majors. And my husband was going to London the next April. And I said, I want to go and I'm going to run the London marathon.
0: (laughs) Sweet.
2: Yeah. And then, um, you know, I begged to get a number through the MS trust and, um, they gave me a charity number. I raised money. Mm -hmm. um, Three weeks before I was going to run, I found out I was pregnant with Nolan. <laughs> and I finally, after going to enough doctors, I found one that said I could still run. <laughs> and,
1: you know, you're going through half the yellow pages, yeah. <laughs>
2: yes, yeah, when finally one said, "You're really crazy. You have MS and you're pregnant and you're going to run a marathon." Yeah, I don't think so. But I found one who said, "You know what? As long as your heart rate is." low you know I don't see why this would hurt the baby or you and that's exactly what I did I took my sweet time I got my money's worth
1: <laughs> and, uh, rated the aid stations yeah
2: I did, I did and when they would tell me because it was a really hot marathon and they're like you're only allowed one water I'm like I'm carrying a baby I'm having two <laughs> So I was very careful, you know, it, it, I would never do anything to harm myself or the baby, but, you know, obviously everything was fine and he's, you know, he's fine. But then, okay. So then, uh, I had London and Chicago under my belt and I said, I've got two, there's only five majors. Mm -hmm. I I'm from Germany, so I was going to save Berlin for last. I applied to New York over and over and over again until I got in. Mm-hmm. And then I did Chicago a few more times. But I, in 2008, um, NBC had done a little piece on me on the lo- local network. And I had always thought, oh, Boston, that's just not going to happen. You know, I was like a 4'10 mm-hmm. marathon. I'm like, I needed 340, mm-hmm. 345. I'm like, that is just not going to happen, you know? And I I did an interview for NBC and they had um, talked to me about, you know, what's your goal and your dream. And I told the producer, you know, I, really one day I'd love to qualify for Boston. Well, somehow this got to the news anchor and when they played my piece during the marathon. And they're like, and here's Sandy Boardman trying to qualify for Boston.
0: Oh, gosh.
2: (laughs) 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 You know, so I didn't do it. I ran, I don't know, 409. But then a local trainer here at the gym where I work out, he had seen the piece. And he came up to me after the marathon and he said, I'll get you to Boston. Wow. Wow! Really? And and he's like, yeah. And five months later, I qualified. Oh my gosh! Amazing! Wow! What What,
1: what marathon did you qualify at?
2: Albany, Georgia, the Snickers Marathon. And he picked the marathon for me. He said, "This is how much time you need. This is a great race. There's no pressure of crowds. Um, Your hotel room is right at the race start." And it's a new marathon and it's a fast course, go here. And we just really tuned in on that one and he trained me using heart rate. Mm. And uh, it's it just worked. I went in really confident and, I mean, I never believed I could do it. Wow. So I did Boston.
0: Wait, wait, wait. So what was your time at the Snickers race?
2: 343. Nice. Okay. And I did 345. Nice. Very good. That was before. Now, well, I, I get an extra five minutes this year. <laughs> the one good thing about turning older. Um, and then I did New York because I applied so many times. They finally let me in.
0: Stop bugging us. All right. Come on, run <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> and then um, I did Berlin. And it was so cute, Sarah, that you emailed me two weeks after I finished Berlin. I was so happy. And then I'm like. He added Tokyo? Are
0: you kidding? <laughs> yeah, I said it was funny because then when I searched for that today to make sure that that was the truth, um, you know, when you do a Google search and then a link you've already clicked on is purple, right? or on my computer it is. I was like, oh, right, that's the link I sent to Sandy. Yeah. So you you did Berlin in late September and then they added Tokyo in mid-November, Right.
2: Right. Right, yeah. Berlin was September 30th. So before the marathon majors were Chicago, New York, Berlin, Boston, and London. Right. So I had done those. And now they added Tokyo. And I had said after traveling that I am never traveling that far for another marathon. It's so hard. <laughs> like I think Tokyo is going to be a little harder on the system than even Berlin.
1: Right, right. <laughs> so, so what? I mean, so one thing we were wondering. I mean, it is. I mean, the idea of going to run a, a marathon across the Atlantic, um, let alone the Pacific, seems very daunting um, to me, at least. So, how did you c- kind of tell us, talk us a little bit how you got your body ready to run in Berlin?
2: Um. Well. I, I don't think I did a great job. <laughs> 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 um a, the one you know, I, I went I Try to get a lot of sleep, but it's just impossible. And I went on Friday, and the race was Sunday. Oh my goodness!
1: (laughs) Oh wow! Okay, so you didn't do a good job, Sandy, but we still love you.
2: (laughs) You know, and I—it's kind of hindsight is twenty twenty, where I'm like, oh, I was in such good shape. I really trained well Mm -hmm. for it, but then. You know, I wanted it to be special, so I took my daughter to Berlin with me. So I'm traveling with a nine-year-old. Um, you know, eating a lot of McDonald's. Uh, it, I love McDonald's, but it's not necessarily the best, you know, pre-game fuel for me. Um, so I had just issues from the get-go in that race, and it was, you know, where you want something to be so special, and then you're just So tired from jet lag. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah.
2: Empty from not properly fueling. So I think I would do it a little differently next time, but. um,
0: Would you go earlier?
2: I think going early, Mm -hmm. probably three or four days, Mm -hmm. you know, to adjust to the time change. Right. And I would make sure that maybe I brought better food with me. So I would, you know, some of the things that I like to eat at home, that I would really have them. I didn't think to do that. I just, you know, kind of went.
0: Yeah, it's t- I find that one of the toughest things about any away race, let alone one in another country. It's just like, oh, I want that that bread that I really like, or I want that, you know, nut spread that I really like, something like that. And it's like, mm yeah, here's a here's a pastry. I don't think that's gonna quite, quite <laughs> cut it. Um,
1: yeah. Here's some schnitzel for you. What's wrong with
2: that? And I'm um. from Germany. I love German food, but we wound up. My brother, who lives in Nuremberg, met us there. Oh, cool! And he's not a runner at all, so he didn't quite get like if I said I need to eat now. It had to be like, no, I, I really do. I need to eat right now. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And then we couldn't, you know it it was like a comedy the whole weekend. The the expo. I waited in line for three hours <gasps> for my number. Oh my gosh. Just, I've never I mean the Germans are so organized. How could this happen? Never <laughs> 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 happened to me before. Not even in New York where it's, you know, forty seven thousand runners. So it was just that was a crazy one, but you know, if there if it just everything goes fine then there's no story. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well so
1: so what was the best? So that was maybe maybe not the worst, but the most the most kind of flawed for you. So what which one out of out of the other four was your most memorable?
2: Um, I think qualifying for Boston for the first time is probably, you know, going in there and it was a small town. Um, My very best friend, Becky, came and met me in Atlanta and drove down with me. And it was so because I was, you know, I kind of didn't want any attention because I was scared that I wouldn't reach my goal. And she called me right before the marathon and said, you can't go and qualify and not have a friend there. Yeah. And oh, met, that's so yeah, cute. She, I know she is cute and she met me there and she ran the half marathon. Well, I did the full and then she and another friend Tracy were at the finish line and it was just such an amazing feeling, you know, that people cared even though it's not their goal that mm-hmm. I reached mine and it it was it was really special. It was still among the most special weekends of my life. Oh, that's wow. really nice. That
1: is really sweet. Well, so, so yeah. So, okay. Well, so how many marathons have you run then? Cause I know you've, you've got a pretty um, large number, right? 11. 11. Okay. That's, that's large in my mind. It's <laughs> <And, and>, uh, <laughs> large in anybody's mind actually.
2: And then, addicted.
0: <laughs> and, then uh, and then when are you jetting to Japan to run Tokyo?
2: Well, if somebody knows, anybody listening knows how I can get a number, I would go this February. Not, you know, this one, but 2014.
0: Because that's a super hard marathon to get into, right?
2: It is. Mm -hmm. It is. And the website is not so easy to understand. Oh. Even the translation, I haven't quite figured out where the application is
0: oh. <laughs> where the <laughs> regi- register here button is
2: yeah I haven't quite yeah, found. It's, not, it's not like that
1: <laughs> so
2: if anybody can help me
1: yeah I, yeah yeah well uh it, t- tweet us or put it on our facebook page um if you can help her tweet us at the mother runner or put it on our facebook page run like a mother of the book if we have any because we do have a little bit of an international audience i mean we definitely have some people in asia which i yeah, realize have- is a big continent and big big part of the world but still
0: yeah we have a lot a lot of fans in uh okinawa i'm pretty sure um but uh, and you know that's a, that's the same com- country right <laughs> me
1: and <laughs> me and my geography strength I know. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so, the difference between like duluth and minneapolis but you never know you try it
0: <laughs> um so and then what's next on your athletic calendar sandy
2: well, I am doing the Boston to Big Sur Challenge.
0: Oh, right. You and Christine are doing that, right?
2: We are. Uh-huh. We are. We're heavy into training right now. It's really funny. <laughs> um, so that um, it's Boston, April 15th, and then 13 days later, we do Big Sur.
0: Right. I know, because you get the, the pass this year, because usually it's six days later that, that you run Big Sur, right? Is it? I
2: don't know. Yeah, the
0: year that I ran Big Sur 2009, there were just a, t- I think that might, I might be wrong, but I think it was the first year they did the Boston to Big Sur, and Boston had just been on Saturday, and then Big Sur was the following Sunday. So, wow. um, so, so, you know, don't even complain, Sandy, you get 13 whole days.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, people, people say, wow, that sounds crazy. And to me, it, I'm like, it's not that crazy. <laughs> I'm only going to run one hard, and then the other one, I'll take it easy.
0: Right. Are you going to bring your camera to Big Sur?
2: That's what That's what I keep promising myself. Just don't wear a watch. Yeah. Bring a camera, you yeah. know, because there's too much beauty out there.
0: Oh, it's it's so spectacularly beautiful. And um, our um, Runner's World editor, Tish, she did Boston of Big Sur, I was that, I think that might have been two years ago. And and she did the same thing, didn't wear a watch and ran with, the, you know, ended up running into a friend on it during the race. And they just chit chatted and, and took in the sights. And I know when I ran Big Sur, I sort of regretted not having a camera with me. So was, I think it was before I had an iPhone. So um it would have been Oh, a-
2: I'm definitely. Yeah. And I even got my husband to sign up for 10.6 miles of it, which is huge. He does not run. Uh-huh. uh-huh.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, well he, he's a tall guy, right, as I recall.
2: Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's he's 6'5. He's a basketball player. He just he finds it a punishment to run. <laughs> but you know, every once in a while he'll get out there and join me. So
0: yeah, that's the one of the many great things about big sur is they have so many options that they have the relay race during it, and um, and then like you said, some shorter races within that go along the same course. So it's a lot of fun that way. You can have people jump in with you. Yeah, I'm
2: I'm super excited. So cool. It'll it'll be fun. Oh, cool. Good, good. Well, we have um,
0: run out of time, but thank you so much for talking with us, Sandy. It was really great.
2: Thank you so much. Good
1: luck with all of with all those. 26.2s will be cheering for you. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. Well, that's just um, a good reality check in um in your lives. Sometimes, right? She's just she's just plowing, man. I mean, you know, she said it herself. She's a little addicted, I gotta say, if she's um, you know, doing back-to-back marathons, and then thinking about running another one next February. But, you know, we've all got our own little little tweaks, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And she uh surrounds herself with some. Um, fanatical runners too so so she has the support but wow what a drive she has I just um, I'm a big fan of Sandy's so thanks for joining us for this episode look for us on Facebook run like a mother the book on our website anothermotherrunner.com we are on Twitter we have three accounts at the mother runner at SBS on the run at Dimity on the run and please check out our books on Amazon run like a mother and train like a mother thanks and many happy miles